Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. The call to hockey's David Staples and our NHL insider John Shannon coming up in the next 53 minutes of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Bob Stauffer joining you at 107 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott is back in the 630 Chad Studios. We remain in the NHL pause dealing with the COVID-19 shutdown and social distancing. We will tell you that you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined Welcoming back to the show uh, from the call to hockey, as well as one of the lead writers for Post Media on COVID-19 coverage in the province of Alberta, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. I don't know if you saw the tweets that came out from Greg Wyshynski and Emily Kaplan from ESPN about the targeting of site locations if we do get back up and running. Uh, but Emily mentioned Edmonton as a potential destination. I know you're all over the numbers, and you and me tend to have a separate conversation once a week, uh, and you have been a proponent, uh, and we should preface this by saying that internationally, Germany is a country that has, uh, you know, received A-plus marks for how they've dealt with uh, the pandemic. Uh, they've tested I think they're up around 1.7 million people. Uh, I think they have 83 million people living there. Um, and Alberta's actually testing at a higher rate than Germany. And uh, the Alberta deaths per million in comparison to, say, the rest of the country are, are doing pretty good. But uh, testing's a big part of it. Just before we get into the hockey stuff, uh, just a, a quick overview. Uh, you know, Alberta's tested, David. 44,000 more tests in the province of B.C. at this stage. 
Uh, just your thoughts on what's – this is regardless of political affiliation. Uh, just your perspective on, on how you think the province of Alberta has handled this. I think we've done really well, Bob. I mean, I think that um, it's an interesting time because you usually – it's not like it's a nonpartisan time, but it's pretty clear, it's becoming increasingly clear that if we're going to get out of this, we have to kind of set aside our party politics, whatever they are, and just what is the best solution. So for the economy, that's like Justin Trudeau throwing a lot of money at everybody. Normally that would make a lot of people crazy. Yeah. But right now it's exactly the right thing to do. And in the – Alberta scene, we've been led by Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who has done a really good job of just not worrying about anything except what's best for Alberta's public health. And we're in a very good position right now. I think that our death rate, the last time I checked, our death rate was like about a quarter of Germany's in terms of death per million. Um, In Edmonton especially, there hasn't been a lot of outbreaks. There's been some huge uh, outbreaks at uh, some uh, meat processing, processing plants. Um, the Cargill plant and the the plant in the I think it's the JBL plant in Brooks. And I, my understanding is it's they produce seventy percent of the meat in Canada. Uh, Leanne Falder of the Journal just told me that. I thought it was in Western Canada. That's that's all of Canada, seventy percent of the meat. So obviously an essential service. But there's some major outbreaks. But in Edmonton, um, very very few new cases. And and this is with a ramped up testing. So if you have any symptoms at all of a cold, you can go in and get tested now for COVID-19. So we're really doing much more testing than other jurisdictions in Canada. And we're not finding that the there's widespread of the disease in Edmonton at all. 34,000 tests have been done in Edmonton alone, David. Uh, Edmonton currently has 14% of the positive tests in the province. That's since day one. Uh, yeah. At least half of those positive tests, 446 positive tests, I'm led to believe over half of those have uh, people have already recovered. Uh, in fact, yesterday, somebody, I forget who put the tweet out. It was one of the guys that does this stuff on a day-by-day basis or, uh, and said that, uh, you know, there was only 78 active cases in Edmonton uh, the last time the, the government provided some numbers. So, so where I'm going with this, David, is the fact is, and there's reasons why it's happened and maybe a lack of international flights into Edmonton initially. Obviously, Edmonton's gotten a little bit lucky. I think we can agree on that. We haven't had an outbreak at a old-age home. I realize there's one old-age home where a couple people died, but we've not had one where 20-plus have died. I mean, Quebec's got at least nine uh, separate old-age facilities of which more than 25 people have passed away, including one in the 60s now. Um, so on that note, that trans- translates us in a lay- news you know and i think this is good you're going to hear some more of this david i can guarantee you in the next 48 hours does it make sense if we get fired up and get started again here uh that maybe we could have hockey in a place like edmonton in your opinion by say july well bob you know i've always been the most bullish kind of person saying this is going to happen and there's a couple things to think about so the first of all there's the control you know, really excellent control measures in Alberta, especially in the Edmonton area, few outbreaks. So that's factor number one. Factor number two is a lot of experts say that this disease, like like all colds, this is a coronavirus. It's, causes, it's just a terrible cold. It's lethal for a lot of people. Um, they go away in the summertime to a large extent. So we're going to be heading to the warmer weather. We have low numbers. We have lots of healthcare capacity. So I see 
it all coming together. And um, it still looks like to me that you're going to need a quarantine situation. I'm guessing. Yeah. Could be wrong, but I'm guessing. Because you can't have players starting to get sick um, and have whole teams taken out um, into quarantine during this thing. So, in fact, everyone who's involved in a TV production, you'll that would be probably you, Bob, and everyone else is going to have to go into quarantine um, in order to do the work and uh, and to play the games. But I think if you if you have a situation where you have a big hotel like the um, like the uh, hotel in downtown Edmonton, the new one, the um, what's it, the Marriott, J-Dub. yep, yeah, and um, attached by an indoor walkway to two uh, NHL arenas, you know, why couldn't you have uh, four teams there quarantined there and playing their games um, in Edmonton, if not eight teams? So, um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, and I think this is going to be. You know, and David, there's the group out there that says no, no hockey till we have a vaccine. That's it. No, what we may never have a vaccine. What's that? We may never have a vaccine, but I mean, this is what experts say. Like they say, you know, in a, in twelve months to eight, twelve months to eighteen months, we could have a vaccine, but we may never have a vaccine. So, uh, you know, people are going to, the, the, the Secretary General of the United Nations has talked about how people are going to start starving in, in the poorest nations of the world because of this outbreak. We can't all sit in our homes and wait for this to end. People, you know, there's, there's going to be terrible uh, job loss, depression, economic damage in, in Canada. So there's a, this terrible and difficult balancing act that politicians and chief medical officers have to make between reopening society as it makes sense and uh, balancing that off against the number of people who are going to get this disease. But until there's either herd immunity or a vaccine, um, this is going to keep going around our population. We've got to live with it. Uh, Let's get to, uh, we're going to switch here, and I want to get to a text. I just have to find it. Uh, David Staples joining us right now from the Cult of Hockey. Bob Stoffer with you uh, from Oilers. Now, basically, the texter says that uh, he hopes the season is over, okay? And he yeah. does not believe that Leon Dreisaitl should win the MVP. He says Leon is vastly overrated and that Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the actual uh MVP of the team. Like to get your, what would you say to the uh, dry settle haters out there that just can't seem to? Oh, here it is, right here. I'm going to read you. I found it. It's from Limestone Louie. Hey Bob, one good thing about the short season: no MVP for Leon. He does not deserve it. He's a sniper only, though a very good one. Zero defense, terrible passing, little team play. Uh, what is his uh, season's plus minus? RNH is an MVP. That one comes to us from Limestone Louie. Uh, how would you respond to that? <laughs> uh, well, Bob, we, listen, Dreisaitl put up the most points of almost any player in 20 years, most points per game. Um, he's in the top five, I think, for that in the last 20 years. We haven't seen someone score like this in, in a long time. And, uh, he, you know, I think some people really underestimate the work he did on the power play. Like, it's all, well, you know, the only thing that matters is even strength play. Actually, no, it doesn't. Power plays win games, and we saw it all year long. 
And in the games where the Oilers need to win the most, when they're on like a one or two game losing streak, Bruce McCurdy dug into this at the Cult of Hockey, and he found it was Dreisaitl who would consistently be the Oiler player who would come up big in those games to end the uh, the losing streaks. Now, that's most valuable player to your team. That's that's what that valuable player does. He wins games for his team. He had a terrible Dreisaitl had a terrible uh, defensive slump in December. There's no doubt about it. But other than that. When he was leading his own line and playing center all the time, he was strong defensively. He led the best line, probably arguably the, the best line. Maybe there's two or three others that are in contention for that in the NHL in the final two months of the season. Bob, he's the MVP, and he will win the award. And, 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 and I, I don't hear much, a whole lot of disagreement about that from uh, the people who actually have votes. You mentioned you mentioned the power play and the penalty kill, and the Oilers uh, currently number one in the power play, number two in the league in the penalty kill. It's an amazing turnaround for the PK. Dry settles on both units. He takes all the critical draws on the PK, including five on three PKs. Um, it, it, I, th- I think we thought it might be possible with the power play. David, did anybody see this happening with the PK? Well, you'd hope. They, so I was looking at the, some of the numbers, Bob. The Oilers last year had uh, the second-worst uh, PK in the NHL, and this year I believe they're the second-best PK. When you look at Oilers' franchise history, look, the, the PK last year was the worst penalty kill in Oilers' franchise history. And this year, in the whatever it is, 40, some 40 years or so of the franchise, this is the, this is the second-best year. The only better PK in Oilers history when they had the top, actually the top-ranked penalty kill was in 1988-89. And that had players like um, Curry and Keegan and McTavish, Messier, Kevin Lowe, uh, Charlie Huddy, Randy Gregg yeah. um, leading the way. And that, that was the, the best. And I remember that penalty kill in the 1990 playoffs. It was a year after that. Like just absolutely crushing opposing teams' power plays. They were so good. But this is the second best PK after that that we've seen in Edmonton, and uh, I, I just think credit to Ken Holland because he went out there and he assembled some forwards. I think the, the Oilers had struggled to have forwards who could shut down the points and stop those yeah. um, cross seam passes that were killing the team. But Riley Shane and Josh Archibald really um, solidified this unit, and Oscar Clefbaum really stepped up as a defensive player as well. David, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you were GM, would you resign uh, Gate? Uh, Gaetan Haas, and the reason I mention this, I almost got him at an incomplete grade. Like he was pretty much an even player. He didn't kill the Oilers five on five. He didn't play a lot on the PK. He didn't. He hardly got any power play time. Um, he wasn't very good in the faceoff circle. But, but there's a shortage of right-handed shot centers in the National Hockey League, and you're going to need cheap players. And I'm wondering whether or not, because he gets an incomplete, you'd consider re-signing a guy like that. It, it depends who else is out there and at what cost. But I, I lean, you know, depending on that. I, I loved his speed, Bob, and I loved right. the fact that he would stick his nose in there. He seemed to get knocked over a lot, and he didn't really get much of a chance on the PK. I think that now that may speak to what Dave Tippett thought of him. So that's a little bit, that's a bit uh, curious and a bit of a concern. So I would hope that uh, you know he's got to be a PK guy if he's going to make it in the NHL long term because he's just a bottom line player. So, uh, but I didn't mind him. And if, if they did sign him, I wouldn't think, "Oh, that's a horrible mistake." I think, yeah, that's 
that's a decent, you know, that's a that's a, a coin flip whether he's going to be a useful player for for you or not next season. So you're making a bet on him. The, there's a shortage of right-handed shot centers in the league. You've got basically in your top two lines three. I think it's fair to say you got two first line uh, centers as left shots. McDavid and Drysdale are both first line centers in this league. Nugent Hopkins historically has put up second line even strength numbers as a center. He's put up first line numbers as a winger. But you have three options there. And I'm just kind of I'm I'm looking at Haas a bit, and there were moments I didn't like his game, and then there was other moments where I'm like, you know what? Because of that speed and quickness and the way the league's going, I'd kind of like to see what he could do, knowing what that year in Europe has been like, or a year in North America, because he never played in North America before this year, and he had to get you know acclimated to playing in the North American game. And before everybody says there has to be better options out there. Just go hop on cap friendly and take a look at how many free agent right shot centers are actually available. You know, you kind of know what you, you know, you know a bit with what you got with this guy. I'm, I, I might lean more towards re-signing him myself, David. It's an interesting Yeah, I, I would not be against it, Bob. I think it, 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 it it's, a, I, I think he could develop into a really solid fourth line player. He showed that now and then, and he has that. One, the Oilers still need speed, uh, and he's got that. He's a very fast hockey player. Yeah, absolutely. All right, David, how do people uh, follow you? Uh, for the politics stuff, uh, at David Staples Yeg on Twitter, and for uh, hockey at D Staples. And there are provinces, I mean, even today, uh, the Quebec Premier talked a bit about loosening things, and they've got it as bad as anybody out there right now in that province. Uh, imagine the position Prince Albert, uh, Prince Edward Island is in. They haven't had a new case in a week. They've got under 25, and I realize it's not a heavily populated province, but uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see what the you know what Scott Moe in Saskatchewan says and uh, what Jason Kenney in Alberta say over the next uh, couple of weeks here because I think people are getting a little bit, some percentage. David, it's interesting. Some percentage of the population want things opened up, and there's others out there. Nope, we got to stay until there's a vaccine. There, there is that attitude out there. It's a, it's a wide range of opinion, and that's what makes uh, things uh, wonderful on a daily basis for guys like you and me. Indeed, it's about two thirds of the population want to open up before July first, according to the Angus Reid poll, I believe. So, okay. um, and, and about half uh, in, uh, before June first. So then that's some opening. Like it's not wide open like it used to be. That's right. the careful opening up of society about two-thirds are looking and we'll we'll be able to watch what happens in the united states bob because texas and other jurisdictions are opening up down there so that'll and then we will watch germany and other countries and see what happens yeah it's going to be well and sweden's a whole other story in itself i mean they've had a higher really death rate, you know and, and they've actually had to retract something that came out of there uh, yesterday good stuff david thank you for your time thanks bob it is 124 in Edmonton. That's David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Bob Stoffer with you. Want to tell you this, Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin focused on your health and peace of mind. They're proud to be a part of Ford Canada's Built to Lend a Hand program. They're helping their customers through these difficult times, committed to social responsibility, safety, and supporting their valued clients through flexible financing, online sales, and support. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin will even deliver, and they've got mobile service for you as well. Find out more about how Brent Ridge Ford is built to lend a hand. You can call Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich in the game at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-477-3673, or visit
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Brentridge.com. Uh, we'll take a two-minute timeout. You're listening to Orders Now. It's 125 at Edmonton. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Orders Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Lots of range of opinion on our Ashley Five Floors text line at 127 in Edmonton. Bob, plain and simply, vaccine solution, ridiculous. There still isn't a vaccine for SARS. Uh, this will be gone by the summer. And besides, who's going to want to take a fast-track vaccine? Another texter, Tim, says, Bob, normal time frame for new vaccine can be up to 15 years. Quickest ever was Ebola in five years. Still no uh, vaccine for AIDS. Listen to last Sunday's show interview with Roy Green. Uh, please talk, stop talking about no hockey until we have a vaccine from Tim. Well, Tim, we have texters to the show who say no hockey until we have a vaccine. Roddy says, Bob, I uh, was never a Lindros fan, but I respected his talent. If he wouldn't have pouted and went to Quebec, which turned into the avalanche, he'd have had a cup, maybe multiple. His dad being an agent was a huge downfall for him. Also, a heart and gold medal, not enough for him to be in the hall. Doesn't have the numbers to deserve it from Roddy. Roddy? I 100% completely disagree with you on a couple fronts. I think if Lindros had gone to Quebec, Quebec might not have lost their team. I'm serious. Uh, I mean, may, may have changed the dynamic for Quebec in terms of a financial uh, front. That's number one. Number two, he's damn straight he's a Hall of Fame player. And, and you use the word downfall. Downfall is a great movie, if you've ever seen it. Bob, uh, this is from our friend Herm, who worked in the Western Hockey League for a number of years. Bob, what management and coaches have done, uh, the Oilers need to bring back all the players plus a good right-handed defenseman to help fill two solid power play units. Let's let them finish what was started in 2019-20. And uh, Bob, you had a texter on Leon Dreisettle. At the end of the day, Dreisettle is a superstar. He and McDavid uh, will have the puck most. Mistakes happen sometimes out on the ice as a result. And uh, we had others that wanted to uh, rename uh, Limestone. Was it Limestone Louie? They, they came up with a new nickname for him, but we can't use that on the air. Uh, oh, here it is right there. Uh, Bob, anybody who says a dry saddle is, quote-unquote, an awful passer is on planet Zoltar. It invalidates any other criticism from that individual heart trophy for number 29. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers Now, John Shannon, our NHL insider. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.